48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. The headlines. Hong Kong's top court tells prosecutors they can't use a section of the crimes ordinance as a catch-all charge. A top microbiologist says he's worried that measles may start to appear among more vulnerable people. A court sentences a drug trafficker to 37 years and four months imprisonment. And a lawyer pleads for probation for an autistic man convicted of taking part in the Mongkok riots three years ago. The city's top court has dismissed an appeal by the Secretary for Justice over the acquittal of four teachers accused of using smartphones to distribute to photograph a school entrance exam and distributing it in 2014. They'd been charged with obtaining access to a computer with a view to a dishonest gain. Tom McAlinden reports. In a 25-page judgment, the five-judge panel questioned whether a person could commit the offence of obtaining access to a computer with a view to dishonest gain when the computer being used belonged to that person. The judges said the answer was no, because one only obtains access to something they didn't previously have. It also referred to Legislative Council papers from 1993, when the law was drafted, which said the term gaining access referred to conduct involving access to somebody else's computer. The Secretary for Justice had argued during the appeal hearing that the court shouldn't adopt a restrictive interpretation of the ordinance, but the court said its role was only to ascertain the legislative intent of the law. Civic Party lawmaker Elvin Young, who's a barrister, says that the legal profession and the IT professionals have long complained that the Department of Justice has abused the charge. The law itself was passed in an era before the smartphone. The charge itself or the law itself is not supposed to be targeted at people using their own phones or computers to commit anything illegal. But over the past almost decade, we have seen a number of cases that the law enforcement agencies and the Department of Justice use this charge against people using their own phones committing crimes. And this is wrong. Mr Young says from now on the prosecution cannot use the law for similar offences and the government should consider amending the law. The prosecution would have to reconsider using other legislation or other charges against similar offences. And that also indicates that the Security Bureau has the duty and responsibility to think of a new legislation targeted at similar offences in the future. The High Court has sentenced a man convicted of drug trafficking to 37 years and four months, one of the heaviest sentences in recent years. The defendant, Li Ming Ho, had admitted the crime in 2016 when he and his accomplices picked up 35 kilos of the drug ice, worth over $10 million, from a pier in Repulse Bay and smuggled it into Yaomate. He absconded during the first trial in 2017 when two other men were both jailed for 33 years. Mr Lee was eventually arrested seven months later and tried separately. A chief inspector of the Narcotics Bureau, Alan Tam, says he believes the defendant was the brains of the operation. The mastermind was the ringleader and instructed the first, uh, first two defendants to fetch the drugs from the speedboat and as well as to supervise the uh, delivery of the drugs. There is evidence to support that the drugs uh, were smuggled from into Hong Kong. That's why the court imposed a high sentence uh, in this case. The view that police is uh, is uh, think uh, believe that the sentence is reasonable and it is has deterrent effects to the drug trafficking syndicates because uh, of the severe sentence. A top microbiologist says he's worried measles cases may start to appear among people who are at high risk of developing complications such as pregnant women and people with weak immunity. 
This comes after a radiographer came down with a highly infectious disease at Princess Margaret Hospital earlier this week. Previous cases have involved airport or airline staff. Hopak Leung, who heads the University of Hong Kong's Centre for Infection, says there's a need to boost public awareness on the use of face masks. I frequently notice visitors not using the surgical mask in a proper way. Uh, some of them uh, would use the mask to cover only the mouth, but not the nose. And many of them would pull down the mask to the chin and neck area. Now, all this maneuver would put the person using the mask at risk of getting the infection. So I recommend the hospital authority to take measures to improve this immediately, such as by handing up a poster, giving clear and detailed instruction on how visitors should be using these surgical masks. The High Court has been asked to put a rioter on probation for taking part in the unrest and attacking a policeman in Mong Kok three years ago. Richard Pine reports. 35-year-old Yung Wai Yip was earlier found guilty of two out of four rioting charges and was convicted of assaulting a police officer. He's better known as Captain America because he favors the character S.H.I.E.L.D. In mitigation, his lawyer pleaded for a probation order, saying his client may have difficulty following orders from prison officers. He said that although Yung's overall IQ is 98, which means his intellectual ability is the same as an average adult, he's weak in terms of his functioning memory and processing speed. The lawyer cited previous court judgments, which said that a deterrent sentence should not be imposed on those suffering from mental illnesses, or the public may question the sentence. He said that in this case, the defendant suffers from autism. Former Justice Secretary Elsie Leung says concerns over proposed amendments to extradition laws are unnecessary, saying that even the mainland and Taiwan have signed a treaty to extradite fugitives. She said the legal loophole was created because of a lack of trust in the mainland government before the 1997 handover. But she said 20 years have passed and the mainland government has undergone a series of judicial reforms over that period. She also said that not all jurisdictions with which Hong Kong has an extradition treaty are the SAR's equal or better in legal terms. Two Filipino mothers have lost their last chance to stay here to care for their children. The Court of Final Appeal says its decision was unanimous in dismissing the argument that the immigration director had to consider the rights guaranteed to their Hong Kong children when deciding on the two mothers' applications to stay. It says the basic law does not enable a permanent resident to require the immigration director to to permit any other person to enter Hong Kong. Police are investigating a suspected hit-and-run case after a man's body was found in the fast lane of the island eastern corridor. Police earlier received a report around 5am of a man walking on the expressway in the direction of Chaiwan near North Point. Police say the 75-year-old man was reportedly hit by a taxi approaching Oil Street. The taxi left the scene. U.S. lawmakers have called for sanctions against China's top official in Xinjiang over alleged abuses against the Uyghur minority. A letter signed by 24 senators and 19 House members across party lines asked the government to target Cheng Wangguo, the Communist Party secretary in Xinjiang. UN investigators say around a million people have been rounded up in the far western region and held in detention camps. China says the camps are educational training centres. The British Prime Minister Theresa May has faced a furious backlash from Brexit supporters in her own party for enlisting the opposition Labour leader Jeremy Corbyn to try to break the deadlock. Two junior ministers resigned over her talks with a man she's previously branded unfit to govern. Another called it a punch in the face. Mrs May said finding a solution involved all MPs and had conciliatory words for Mr Corbyn.
There are actually a number of areas that we agree on in relation to Brexit. I think we both want to deliver uh, leaving the EU with a deal. I think we both want, we both want to uh, protect jobs. I think we both want to ensure uh, that we end free movement. I think we both recognise the importance of the withdrawal agreement. The US Vice President Mike Pence says Turkey should halt its plans to buy a Russian anti-missile system that Washington considers a threat to its F-35 fighter jets. Mr Pence said Turkey must choose between remaining a critical partner in NATO or risk the security of that partnership by making what he called reckless decisions that undermined the alliance. Turkey's purchase of a $2.5 billion S-400 anti-aircraft missile system from Russia poses great danger to NATO and to the strength of this alliance. The fact that Turkey is moving ahead with these plans, even after the United States has made available the Patriot Air Defense System, is deeply troubling. Earlier, the Turkish foreign minister said Turkey had turned to Russia because it wasn't able to buy U.S. Patriot missiles. On Monday, the U.S. said it was suspending Turkey from its F-35 program. The Judiciary Committee in the U.S. House of Representatives has voted to issue subpoenas to obtain the entire Mueller report, which investigated Russian attempts to interfere with the 2016 presidential election. The document is now being held by the Attorney General, William Barr. Here's the BBC's Gary O'Donoghue. William Barr has already issued a letter setting out the report's two main conclusions. Firstly, that the Trump campaign did not conspire with Russia, and second, that the special counsel did not come to a view on whether the president had obstructed justice. The Attorney General has also said that the evidence in the report does not support any finding of obstruction. But Democrats want to see the whole document and the evidence gathered. The problem is that some material in the report may be covered by legal and security restrictions. A clean-up operation to recover containers blown from a ship off the coast of the Netherlands has revealed the remains of a 16th-century ship. The BBC's Anna Holligan reports. The Golden Age discovery came to light when salvage crews dredged up a selection of ancient copper plates. Marine archaeologists were called in after a second haul revealed oak beams rather than the electrical gadgets and plastic products thrown from the container ship that the recovery team had initially been hunting for. Further research showed the copper was used to make coins and carried the hallmark of the influential German Fugger family, which dominated the European business realm in the 15th and 16th centuries. The former boss of the Nissan car company has again been arrested by prosecutors in Japan on allegations that he paid an Omani businessman 31 million US dollars from company funds. Here's the BBC's Rupert Wingfield Hayes. The drama surrounding Carlos Ghosn's prosecution has taken another dramatic and surprising twist. On Wednesday, Mr Ghosn announced on Twitter that he was preparing to hold a press conference next week to, as he put it, tell the truth about what is happening to him. Less than a day later, prosecutors knocked on Mr Ghosn's door and took him back into custody. It's not clear whether the two are directly related – But through his lawyer, Mr Ghosn described his fresh detention as outrageous and arbitrary. Finance now. Currencies. The US dollar is trading at 111.38 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar 12 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 33 cents. A short while ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 29,829. That's 160 points down on the previous close. Market turnover was $62.6 billion. Sports now, and here's Damon Pang. 
Thank you, Sean. And we begin with football. Manchester City have fired themselves back to the top of the English Premier League with a 2-0 win over Cardiff. Kevin De Bruyne and Leroy Sané, the goal scorers in City's eighth league win in a row. Pep Guardiola's side are now one point ahead of Liverpool in the title chase with both teams having six games left. We start well. In three, four minutes, we get three chances with a magnificent goal from Kevin. And yeah, we play really good. Unfortunately, we miss a lot of chances, so we have to score more goals, clear goals, so we need it. Elsewhere, Tottenham opened their new stadium with a bang. Son in the penalty area. Son takes a deflection, but Son will claim the goal. It's a moment to cherish for the South Korean. He scores the first senior goal in Tottenham's new stadium. That Son Heung-min goal and Christian Eriksen's effort led the Spurs to a 2-0 win over Crystal Palace. They climbed to third in the Premier League, a point ahead of rivals Arsenal, who have a game in hand. And Chelsea brushed aside Brighton in a 3-0 victory at Stamford Bridge. On to basketball, Orlando are edging Miami for the eighth and final playoff spot in the Eastern Conference after the Magic beat New York 114-100. to Orlando have one more win than the Heat, who lost to Boston 112-102 at home. Magic coach Steve Clifford was happy with the performance of his all-star center, Nikola Vucevic. I mean, at 29, he was good. He really facilitated, you know, they were switching perimeter players on him, switching a bigger guy as he moved into the post. And really, the majority of our offense was playing through them double-teaming him. And, you know, he's so good at that. It's really his playmaking out of the post was the majority of our offense. Orlando, Miami, Detroit and Brooklyn are four teams fighting for the last three playoff spots in the East, with only one game separating them. There are either three or four games left on the regular season for the squads. And a look ahead to the Rugby Sevens, which starts tomorrow. Hong Kong's quest to join next season's World Series gets underway just after 1.20 tomorrow afternoon with a game against the Philippines. But they are up against a host of strength in this year's qualifying tournaments, including Zimbabwe, Tonga, Ireland, Germany and Russia. The Russians are coached by Fijian servants legend Wasal Serevi, and he says they are looking to get off to a strong start. The goal for us is to try and qualify. Like any other teams coming into the Tier 2 qualifying uh, series this weekend, uh, they want to qualify and uh, Russia too is here. We would love to qualify and we are not looking at the third day, not even the second day. Not even the second game or the second half of the first game. The first match in the qualifying tournament, Germany against Uganda, kicks off at 11.30 tomorrow morning. And that's your sports. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Hong Kong's top court tells prosecutors they can't use a section of the crimes ordinance as a catch-all. A top microbiologist says he's worried that measles may start to appear among more vulnerable people. And a court sentences a drug trafficker to 37 years and four months imprisonment. And that's the news from RTHK.
Turn down the light.